What's up there, Bears fans? Hello, lady. <laughs> What's Ladies up? And gentlemen, welcome to another episode of <laughs> Tailgate Show. We all got a mouth we got entrances, we got wipes, we got star wipes, we got anything you could think of. B. Diddy coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Yo, would it oh. be? A what's up? <laughs> what's going on, Jared? Looks like he's ready, like half McMahon, half aerobics. Oh, what's hell yeah. You know what I mean? He's ready. Ready. <laughs> Ready to brawl. Look like we're ready to tailgate, man. I'm definitely yeah, we're ready to. for a tailgate. Do my fucking fuck yeah. So you what's up, logo, guys? You got your logo centered, man. <laughs> one's left, one's right, one's center. Hey, Someone's got to well, fucking bring you idiots in. That's all of us. That's <laughs> got to figure it out. <laughs> they they planned it just right for us. Um, all right, cool. So we got a nice episode for you today. We're going to talk about a few things, going to preview it a little bit here. Uh, first, we're going to talk a little bit about the CBA, uh, kind of go over some of that and not get too technical because obviously we are not technical. We're just fans, so we're not going to try to lecture you like we're lawyers or player reps or anything. Uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about Derek Carr and the um, – rumors and the troll job and all the stuff that went on uh, this week on Twitter. Uh, the Bears uh, did sign a tight end of sorts. Um, we're looking forward to the combine, and then we're going to kick it around a little bit for uh, some talk about if we should pick up another running back, perhaps a veteran running back. Look at some of the free agent running backs that are uh, available on the uh, pickup wire here as free agency approaches very quickly. And, of course, um, don't forget, there were two major cuts from the uh, Bears roster this week. Prince Amukamara and Taylor Gabriel were both cut, so we're going to talk about that. Um, and <clears throat> so should the Bears pick up a free agent wide receiver, free agent cornerback, or is that going to be stuff that's addressed in the draft or on the roster? Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, probably the second most polarizing member of the Bears, Leonard Floyd. Um, so that should be pretty interesting. And then Jer is going to bring us a new segment we're calling the Battle Hawk Beat XFL. And then last but not least, some news and notes, including Greg Robinson and 157 pounds of weed. So jealous. Yeah. We're doing a new Jer segment, though, man. Jer, if you want to rep your team, you got to chug a hard vodka. What is no? I'm sorry. A hard, hard seltzer, hard <laughs> vodka. Jeez. All right, we'll get to that. So uh, first off the bat, I actually want to start. I think I think we should start with the biggest news, which is uh, not the CBA, but it is actually the cuts that happened. Um, uh, Prince of Mukamara and Taylor Gabriel. We've been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. It is not some insider information. Don't believe the hype on Twitter or blogs or anywhere else that uh, somebody told you some super secret information months ago. Uh, it was pretty obvious. Um, you know, Prince Mukamara's uh, salary number, uh, Taylor Gabriel's salary number, uh, the situation with their contracts, the situation with their play this season. Taylor Gabriel obviously spent a lot of time uh, 
on uh, – I don't know if he actually went to injured reserve much, but he just was inactive quite a bit uh, with concussions. Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, what do we think? What do we think about those cuts, guys? Well, I think with Prince, you definitely create a hole because uh, you got Robertson, who's from the CFL, who's never played an NFL game, and Tolliver. Um, those aren't – unless we get some serious depth up front to create a lot more pressure than we did last year, until we know anything different, they're a liability. You know what I mean? I, I, I like Tolliver. I, I don't know if uh, maybe he's ready to take that next step, but but definitely definitely creates a hole at, at outside corner. Um and with Gabriel, man, that was my dude. So, like, I'm not – I know when he wasn't – there were availability issues, but when he was available, in my mind, he was our second-best receiver. He was a he was a consistent deep threat. I mean, we it kind of opens a, some questioning on our wide receiver depth, too, because who's going to step in and be that second guy? You got Wims, Ridley, Miller, who – he's going to miss a second OTA and, and potentially minicamp. You know, so that the, – that creates questions too, in a sense. I know, like, I understand the cap savings by letting them go, but we definitely that second receiver. We we don't have any definitive answers. I agree. I think by the release of Gabriel, you've taken one of your speed option out of the equation, which to me is kind of alarming because if you look at the Kansas City offense, it's very dependent on that speed guy that goes deep. Now was his. Was he battling the concussions? Yes. Was Mitch able to hit him ever? Not not in 2018 and 2019 he wasn't. It didn't seem like. He had the three-touchdown game against the Redskins, and he had the big bust-out against uh, Tampa Bay last year and Miami. He had some really good games, uh, not last year, but the year prior. It's going to be a real bummer. I don't know who's going to take that spot. I don't know that we have anybody on the roster that takes that speed I mean, I failed to mention oh. Patterson's there too, but what are you going to get out yeah. of him? He's an older guy, though, yeah. too. He's not exactly. He's not I'm just young. naming the names on the roster, man. I'm and Prince, <clears throat> Prince, a personal, you know, as much as Gabriel, Gabriel was your guy, it was a Prince and Pony show. So yeah. Prince had a great first half of the season, I thought, and then uh, injuries started catching up with him, and uh, he got burned a couple times, and it was very noticeable. You know, I don't know, do you? I don't know that Tolliver's your answer. I think he showed enough in some of the games where his coverage was pretty good. But, you know, like we've said with coverage all the time, it's very dependent on the pass rush in front of you. You know, if you can get a consistent rush, that will make your corners better Absolutely. and your safeties better. So if I had to go, if I had to pick somebody on the roster right now to take that spot, it would be Tolliver. And then you still have, uh, the kid from Kansas State behind him. So, Just yeah, I mean, I think that the, the thing that I'm, I think we're gonna miss is their energy and their leadership. Uh, Taylor Gabriel was a really high energy guy, um, you know, and I think they'll definitely miss him. Um, you know, I, I wanted him to work out. I mean, I really thought that was a good signing. I was excited about that signing. I think uh, at the end of the day, it's it's because Mitch can't get him the ball that he didn't have more production. Uh, he was, you know, him and Miller were the two most frequently overthrown guys um, out there. I mean, and, you know, Taylor Gabriel would often have to make uh, circus catches or dive 
you know, and he had some he had some amazing highlight plays. I mean, let's let's not pretend that the Bears as a franchise have any kind of history of highlight deep throws. <laughs> like, period. They don't. Taylor Gabriel has some of the greatest deep catches in Bears history. I mean, that catch against Minnesota, um, you know, that deep ball against uh, Miami, Trubisky to Gabriel, um, you know, the 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 game in the Redskins. I mean, when can you think of a time where a Bears receiver scored that many touchdowns in that short of a period of time? I mean, this is rarefied air. Three, three touchdowns against the Redskins was like a franchise record, right. wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, and and the and uh, he had a big game. You know, whenever Mitch had a big game, pretty much Taylor Gabriel had a big game. I mean, let's be honest. You he know, was wide so, open a lot too, and and not even yeah. looked at. Wide open. I mean, just not even seen. Um, you know, Mitch just can't hit smaller guys. Um, you know, it's it's just what it is. So it's unfortunate. I mean, I think that if he hadn't have had the concussions, I don't know if we'd be talking about him getting cut over four and a half million dollars. I think when you factor in the lack of production and the concussions, then, you know, it made the decision easier. Now, as far as Prince, I think, you know, he was a guy that had a lot of injury issues with New York. Um, but then he kind of got over them and he became, you know, one of the leaders of the defense. And he was the, the player rep for the union, uh, really, you know, out, you know, smart guy, well-spoken guy, really respected in the locker room, veteran guy. And I think Tolliver is a nice player. You know, I don't, th- don't get me wrong. I think that Tolliver is going to go down as a as a really solid pickup for an undrafted free agent. I mean, he was a guy that people expected to be drafted. Um, but so now we're kind of looking at piecemealing stuff together between Duke Shelley and him and maybe, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who he is, Roberson guy. We don't, he's a completely unknown commodity. He is, um, but Prince, Prince's game dropped off a little bit too. So, I mean, he was did. getting burnt, you know. And, and he's 31 years old, and, and corners, you know, I mean, look at – you could look at Josh Norman, who just got cut, you know, was about to make $15 million, 32 years old. His production, you know, went off the table precipitously. Um, Mitch managed to make sure he got a little bit of a payday, though. <laughs> yeah, right. He managed to hit him right in the numbers. Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, there's some there's some guys out there I would look at – you know, maybe a guy like Trey Waynes, um, he's he might get paid though. He could get ten million dollars. I don't know. He might have. He, he got beat a lot in Minnesota. A he lot. did. He did. But I'm just saying, like you, you could. I mean, people talk that shit about Buster Screen, and I think Buster Screen, you know, when he was on a good defense, showed that he could he could be something. Um, you know, there's a few other guys out there. Um, I don't think Shelley's going to be the backup on the outside, though. I know, Jerry, you were you're saying that, but I don't know if he's ready for all that. No, I wonder. I don't. I don't know that he is either. But I mean, well, we don't know what he is. I mean, he's exactly. a complete he's a backup. He's a backup nickel. Right, but like I just, you know, the depth is not there. Uh, there's a couple other guys, Brashad, uh, Brashad Breland from Kansas City. I don't know if they're going to let him go, but. You know, he's a guy that you might look at. Um, Tremaine Brock is out there. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that they, 
are going to be able to just plug in a corner from the draft. I think initially what you're going to have is you're going to have them going with Tolliver, but I would uh-huh, hope take that this if you want. I would hope that they would pick up a guy in the same way that they picked up Screen and, you know, someone who's a veteran, somebody who, you know, is steady because if if Tolliver you know, goes sideways, which sometimes corners do. You know, um, what are we gonna do? Well, we, right. we only have two. We only have two safeties under contract too. So what you do is you right. resign Haha, put him outside corner, right? And then you bring in Eric Barry to put next to EGX. So, That's a lot of money, though. Don't you think that? I mean, Haha. I'm just hot taking it, dude. No, I agree. I just worry about that that money. It's a full hot box. I mean. You know, I, I would think Haha's gonna want. You know, you, you tell Haha he's gonna play outside corner. He's gonna want even I'm more money than he would want. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. I mean, you know, but it, you know, it's it's a it, you know, you only have two safeties under contract right now, right. so it's interesting. I mean, but got, this is a deep draft for cornerback and wide receiver too. So. It is, but still, there's a jump, man. There's a jump from college to the NFL. We've seen it. I mean, yeah. some guys don't make that jump. I mean, if any franchise knows that, ours does. You just don't see rookie corners necessarily come in and and you know kill it. Like it's usually like a second year type of a thing. You know, maybe maybe even takes well, even think, longer. Think about Charles Tillman. Here's a prime example. His rookie year. Very decent in coverage. Got a lot of par- got a lot of pass interference calls against him till about middle of the season. After, like about week nine, ten, eleven, the PI stopped and the coverage was really tight. And it takes a while. I mean, you're asking a kid to develop quickly. Peanut was different. Happy birthday, Peanut! By the way, happy birthday to you, my friend. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's not like we – I think that if – again, I think that the weaknesses in the backfield, as we've talked about many times, have to do with the weaknesses up the middle. So if Akeem Hicks is healthy and we're generating pass rush, maybe it's not as uh, as important, I guess, would be the, you know. Um, we're also going to find out more about how Pace's decisions span out because you got Wims, Ridley, and Miller there. Fighting, going to be fighting for the second spot unless we bring somebody else in. So those are all pace guys. Another yeah. opportunity to see if this guy knows how to draft offense. Because, I mean, Miller, Miller, don't get me wrong, Miller's last year, the season before, was really good. He He's just been he's just been inconsistent, and for some reason the coaching staff, which kind of bothers me, doesn't want to let a kid like this that could be anybody covering him just get open and simplify his routes. Instead, it's all about timing. It's all about, it's all you know about I mean? quarterback play, though. Well, I mean, no, we've heard about we've heard how precise the routes need to be, though, in this offense. That, that was something Furry ended up saying. And uh, I just I think, think with Miller, you yeah, let him exactly get open. Sure. Exactly. It's sure. all a bunch of it's, it's all about smoke Mitch. and mirrors. It's all about Mitch not being able Read to it, trust, trust these guys because he doesn't trust what he sees because he doesn't know what he fucking sees. But so, a lot of the excuses were Miller was running the wrong route. We heard that from the coaching staff. Yeah, and that was him getting thrown on the bus. Like a better a better quarterback still hits him because he's open. <laughs> like I know it's not the exact. Oh, uh, I agree. 
But you're telling me that every time Allen Robinson caught the ball, it was the exact route he was supposed to run? Probably. Well, the, I mean, the coach, I'll give him Curry the benefit seems stubborn of the doubt. Guys, so Ridley didn't see the field much at all. And we heard what a great route runner he was. It's, I think that's been a major failure. I mean, we've talked about that on this show, that, that I think Furry should be in question. But, you know, he's a Nagy's boy from the Arena Football League or whatever, so... I mean, he basically, you know, gets a pass, I guess. Cause, but I think the development of the receivers hasn't been good at all. I mean, I have to agree. you know, I think Wims went backwards last year, too. And Ridley was a no-show until, you know, I mean, he had really, one play. Anthony Miller was, considering the shoulder. Exactly. And, and I'm very, very, very concerned about him. I mean, it's it's a second injury, and now he's going to be coming back. And, and what are we going to have? And how long is it going to take him to come back? And this, that, and the other. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, we went from thinking that we had this nails receiving core to uh, it being really full of question marks. So the question yeah. is, is like, you know, who do we, who do we look we into? Should have brought in, we should have brought in uh, Grow, man, when he got fired from the Eagles. Yeah. I actually did I mean, like the work he did here as a receiver coach. Yeah, absolutely. I think Indy scooped him up. He was, uh, he was, you know, responsible for some of the best wide receiver seasons of all time for the Bears, which, again, is not like some lofty list. I no, mean, I like them. You know, but, you know, it's, it's regardless. I mean, he he was responsible for it. So, I mean, you're, you're getting to the point now where it's a little bit dicey because you now need. I mean, let's say that they don't go with a corner. OK, but you definitely have to sign a safety. I mean, I don't think you're going to go just re-sign, you know, DeAndre Houston Carson and Michael Bush and call that a day. I don't think that's a good plan. Um, You know, even though though that's two cheap guys. I mean, you're talking about guys that were making $700,000 last year. Uh, I still... I still wouldn't feel that great about that. So you've got to go out and get a safety. You know, um, I like, uh, you know, the kid from... Oakland or Las Vegas, however, Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph, he's, yeah, he's, he's a stud. He's 26. Isn't he um, from? Wasn't he a Bengal at one point? If I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Why do I keep thinking that he was? I don't know. I think all kinds of weird things. Yeah, but I'll, I'll do the look up on that. I mean, he's it, the spot. Uh, track has his uh, market value as six million dollars a year. So, here's that. You know, you, you you need a tight end, you need a right guard, you know. There's you, a lot of needs all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, remember when we used to just be like, oh, the 53 is set, like. You wow. think about the receiver. Think about last year when we had the receiver course that came in. We had the, uh, oh, the kid. He ended up at Detroit. Uh, yeah. I can't think of his name. But he was a speed guy. You yeah, know, we thought, wow, he's going to blow up. Do anything for Detroit. No. But yeah. Um, we, got, we got some we got some holes to fill now. You got the two safeties under contract. You need some depth there. Wide receiver, that, right guard, quarterback, tight end, edge depth. Like, right. Pace can be busy, man. I wouldn't be surprised, and I know he's not a guy that people love, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Eli Apple um, brought in. Um, you know, just because there's a high like level a veteran minimum. No, I mean for a couple million, couple three million dollars. I mean he was making, you know, he was making only about three million dollars last year. So, 
Gabriel. Uh, he's only he's only pay him almost the same money you, as Gabriel. Do you think there's a chance that they bring him back on a team friendly deal? Who? Taylor Gabriel. No. Absolutely not. You don't think so? I think he ends up on the Niners probably this I think, week. Like, Eli Apple, as crazy as it sounds, is only 25 years old. Um, you know, so it, it's – it's. I mean, there's there's worse signings. I mean, I don't think anybody was that excited about Prince of Mukamara when he came in. I mean, he was not – I mean, they could, was, they could start working being that they're cut now, right? Yeah. They, working deals? They can start talking. I don't think they can officially negotiate anything. They the can, whole thing is – you can't. It's hard to negotiate multi-year deals whenever you don't have a CBA in place. So a lot of players are probably not in a rush to well, sign like a multi-year deal. Right. Signed his deal for one year, though. Yeah. Right. Which well, is I mean, smart. Prince, what is, he's not going to sign a multi-year deal now. I don't know. He might. He, I, he I, might get a couple of years. Are, people are already talking about Denver. Um, well, yeah, everybody's going to Denver. Quit's going to Denver. Everybody's going to Denver. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Kwiatkowski maybe. I mean, uh, um, but you never know. Well, I mean, I don't know if if they let if if the Chiefs let Bashad Breeland go, which they probably won't because he's kind of a hero of last season. But you never know. They 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 might have to uh, franchise tag Jones. So I'd like to see him bringing Kendall Fuller. Oh, the Fuller brothers putting some work. I don't think Fuller's a free agent, though. Oh, no, he is. No, he is. You're right. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. He's only 25. He's going to get money, though. Super Bowl champ. Those guys coming off free agency, they always get overpaid. Maybe. He was only making 780 last year. I mean, I think if he gets a a $2.5 million contract, like, I think think he's going to be pretty good with that. You know what I mean? Like, Three years, eight million dollars, something like that. I don't know. It's just a lot of holes. It's kind of wild. Um, Jerry, you did bring up the uh, CBA. To play alongside um, his brother, making like nine. <laughs> his brother's been to brother makes more than that. I think his uh, brother makes like like twelve or thirteen. He's a multi, he's a multi-year Pro Bowler. Yes, all Pro. Uh, he's so. a Pro Bowl, alternate. He's an All Pro. He's not. He's not yeah. just. A, Pro Bowler, that's difference. <laughs> a big difference. So yeah, the CBA, that's that's the big monster in the room as to the free agency market. I think. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you know, so that so uh, the CBA. How much does it affect this year, though? I think it's next year, right? Yeah, it affects you, this year because you have to know what's going yeah. on for the following years for how you structure deals. How you structure, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if there's going to be, um, you know, extensions, how that's affected. And now, you know, the biggest uh, things that were talked about with the CBA, one is adding a seventh playoff team on each side, um, which I think everybody is probably okay with. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I'm okay with it. I don't like when they mess with things, man. I just like the things the way they are. Like, But they've always messed with things. That's a money like, grab. Yeah, but the I mean, teams get into the playoffs. I mean, like, unless, like, Vic Fangio had mentioned, just get rid of divisions, which I think is wicked extreme, but it, that, that would make sense at that point. Well, my thing is yeah. this, is that you have every year you've got some 10 and 6 teams that don't make the playoffs, and I think that that would eliminate this. 
Um, number would one. Lovey of Smith, would Lovey Smith have been fired? Had, Absolutely. Had, I mean, you're talking had, about that's the big thing that came out. Of this, you know, they went. Of course, people go back and and look at the last CBA. So if the last CBA, which was 2011, um, you know, was was this rule, they would we would have had a Bears foot playoff team at eight and eight in 2011, and a Bears playoff team in 2012 at ten and six. So a lot of things could have changed. Now, I think the biggest thing is that does Jerry Angelo get fired? Mm. Um, and I think that was I. I'm stealing that, I think, from, from Matt Hogue and Johns because um, I didn't really think of that either. And that's the bigger thing because I think Lovey still might get fired because of Emery. Um, now, how much does the franchise change if Angelo doesn't get fired? Lovey I mean, had issues, though, bringing in the right offensive coordinators, man. I mean, that, that oh, was the absolutely. biggest thing. And that yeah. side of the ball was just neglected. I, mean, that's not, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people shit on Angelo unnecessarily. You know, I think we went through it uh, when we first started the show. You know, he we made the ultimate about, sacrifice, and it didn't work out, man. Well, that and, you know, Hitler. how Hitler many all-pros and potential Hall of Famers did he draft? I mean, he's responsible for Erlacher, correct? Yeah. And then you got Erlacher, Briggs, Peanut. Uh, got, yeah, Alshon. I mean, Alshon. Yep. Mike Brown, Forte. Mike Brown, Forte, Forte, Forte. I mean, try no. I mean, the guy. I, I don't think was that. Give terrible. me anything from the current GM. I no would. Yeah, right. but if you so, if Angelo's so great, where is he now? I agree, but I'm just saying. I think a lot of people take a lot of unnecessary right. shots at him because right. he helped build. I, what, I just don't know why, why a rule change the, makes us go the, that far back in time to the, try to retro shit does, in our mind. It doesn't. It's just it's just conversation. It's just it's just Twitter fodder. I mean, it That's doesn't cool. really do that. But but I mean, you know, you you think about those things. I mean, my thing is like, why not? You have more playoff games, more playoffs, more better. I mean, absolutely. Like, I'm still know. kind of torn with that though. I mean. Eight and eight teams, should they really be getting in? They're getting in now. <laughs> like, they're getting in now. As a wild NFC. card, not as a division it, champion. It, it, plus, so the, what the it end is, of the is year. Gonna be, there's only going to be one buy on each side. Right. So, at is, the, is that better. second team, what are they going to be playing for? Like, the last week of the season is going to kind of. They play for okay. home field. That's what they're playing for. They play for home field. Um,. And, you know, I mean, you're going to you're just I don't know. To me, it's like more football. Like, why not? You know, and you have some there are going to be some teams that, like I said, you know, 10 and six teams miss the playoffs because certain divisions are so bad. And that's not going to happen now. So I don't know. From that side, I think that's the first big one. I'm okay with it. Seems like you guys are on the fence. I, I've heard different things on it, but for the most part, from what I hear, the owners and the players are on the same page on that issue. They're okay with it. The next one uh, that's huge is the 17th game. Um, now, the 17th game, I believe, can't could not be uh, put in until I think uh, 2021. Um, they have to expand the, rosters. Yeah, there's to be some expansion of rosters. There's a huge question marks to me on that. It's like, how do you figure this out? I mean, you have a, a team that has nine home games one year and then eight the next year. Are they all neutral site games? Um, you know, and and basically, you know, what you're now doing is expanding it to 19 weeks of football. Um, you know, so 
it's 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 definitely problematic. They're taking away also, preseason. Also, game. when we we get into this, oh, there's a percentage rate that's going around that's going to be a big part of it too. But go ahead. So. Right. Well, so the so the so the 17th game obviously um, is a is something that the players do not want. The owners do want it. Uh, the, the preseason has been extremely devalued. It's not good product, and nobody's nobody gives a crap about it. Nobody's watching it. Um, nobody's playing their players in the preseason anymore. So basically, the owners are like, "We want to make more money. You know, give us a 17th game." Um, so, you know, so the but the issue would be is that the 17th game would be a $250,000 payment. For those players, much like that's how playoff games work. Now there are bonuses and things like that for winning playoff games, but basically they don't get their normal salary. So if you have Allen Robinson making $15 million a year and he's basically making a million dollars a game, then you're asking him to pay a play a 17th game for $250,000. Well, he's not going to be into that. You know what I mean? Um, so that's an issue. I just don't know how they're going to do the schedule. I mean, that's my biggest thing is it's like you're really – how many – you know, where are these games going to be? They're going to play more games in London. They're going to play Toronto. They're going to play Mexico City. They're going to play – I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you know, the I think eventually they're hoping for there to be 18 games, and I I just feel like that's that's too much. I mean, you have 18 games plus an extra round of playoffs. You're going to be playing football – Basically, from you know, I mean, they're gonna have to start the season like in August. <laughs> Otherwise, the Super Bowl's gonna be you know uh, in freaking March. So yeah, I mean, it's like I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta factor in the the quality of the product too. And if you're right with with all these changes, they're also talking about having only a two and a half hour limit on padded full speed practices. So and limiting time at the facility preseason. And it's like everything's shortening yeah. on that end. So what's going to happen is your first couple of weeks are just going to be not that great because guys aren't going to be well, and that's already in, in the shape they're used to. Right. But yeah. then also the health of the players, by the time right. the playoffs roll around, now, now you have these teams that are going to be beat up. It's just you yeah. got to factor all that in. And what do you think is going to happen in week 17 when you have two teams that are like, you know, that have won four games or five games each? You think anybody's going to be playing? I mean, seriously, like it's so I, I don't know. I mean, th- here's the thing about some of it is that you're talking about a huge amount of money. So basically, you know, this is you're basically getting they're basically getting an increase in total percentage from 47 to 48.5 percent of the revenue. Um, and over the life of the deal, that works out to like $5 billion. So it's a huge amount of money going to the players. And, the, and that's the thing just 1.5% about- of the NFL's right. total net worth. Yeah. Think and, about and, that. It, and it's a, and it's a percentage too. So it could be more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not like it's capped. I think eventually know? it's going to end up forcing these guys that are, are playing like uh, Frank Gore older veterans that are still playing you're like wow they're still doing it once they start seeing these this extended season it's definitely going to make them question whether or not they're coming back a little harder well that and if you're a player don't you think you would want 50 50 i mean that's, you would. that's what that's what they want the owners are just saying here we'll give you 
we'll give you a percent and a half, which is right. considerably more. Let's not get it twisted. Right. But it's not – it doesn't give you equal footing at the bargaining table. Right. Well, and the other thing that – you know, when I was listening to uh, Pat McAfee talking yes. about this, which he did a great job talking about it um, with Tom Pelissero, who's been all over this, and a lot of what we're talking about comes directly from, you know, his reporting um, with NFL.com. And it's like – I mean, you, and, and Pat brought this up, which I think is really smart, is you're talking about 1,700 players versus 32 owners. So it's it's five billion dollars for one and a half percent. Well, it's split 32 ways or split 1700 ways. And it's obviously not evenly split because not everybody makes the same amount of money. The thing that I think that's going to probably maybe even get this deal passed is that you're talking about substantial raises for the rank and file guys. I mean, you know, if you're already making 15, 20 million dollars, it's not that much money for you. But it's ironic that the rank-and-file guys are the ones out here beating the drum saying, do not, do not, we will not sign this. This is not going Some of them are. Some of them aren't. I mean, you know, you saw Jamal Adams come out and be like, yeah, it looks good to me, and then he got snapped on, you know, Richard Because he's not been through a negotiation. He's Right. But but I'm saying when you know when the door closes and you know they're sitting there going well I'm making seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year and next year you're gonna tell me I'm gonna make a million or something like that. There's like, some decent gains in for the retired guys too though. Right. I mean like I, I one of the my favorite things about this is this creation of a four year player benefit of up to additional one point two five million dollars salary excluded from the cap. For up to two players. So if you've been in the league for four years, it's almost like in the NBA where they have a veteran exception or a mid-level exception. Kind of like what we did with Zach Miller. Yeah. Yeah. An attaboy. Well, no, no, no. But this is for a player. This is for like a real player. Like that you can, you know, that, that, that doesn't affect your cap. So you could bring in a veteran player who's vested in the league and pay him, you know, a a veteran's minimum, if you will, and add him to your team. And it's not going to affect your cap. That's, that's cool. Um, Now I I wish, you know, they have to expand the rosters. I feel like 53 is not enough. And having only whatever it is, 47 active, 46 active also, you know, doesn't make any sense because you need, I mean, if you're going to have 17 games, and another playoff game, you need more guys. I mean, there just needs to be more guys. I mean, you see how these teams get decimated by injuries. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, there's I, like the, I like the THC rollbacks, man. Narrow the THC yes. test from two months to two weeks at the start right, of camp. And the, and the penalties are much less. Uh, you can't get suspended positive. for a game. Right. Um, they you also are taking away Goodell's uh, kind of ultimate power over things. Um, which is good. Ultimately, it would all just be through arbitration. He wouldn't have this, like, kind of czar power that he has. Um, you know, and then there's also um, raises for practice squad players. Um, there, the, the other big thing that I think is going to affect the Bears is the change for the fifth-year option. So basically, with the fifth-year option, you're going to have to decide a lot earlier, and it's going to become full, fully guaranteed. And they would need to decide, you know, much sooner. Um, so the fifth-year option fully guaranteed for fourth and fifth year at the time the option is exercised. Amount of option dependent on player achievement and no longer based on slot selected in first round. So, uh, so it's available for all. Right. 
And Do you so, want to but so to I wonder, me, will that affect like your signing? How you've got your pay slotted? Will that affect the pay that's slotted for the oncoming rookies? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think that's gonna change, but I'm not sure. That, uh, that would be an interesting question. I, I would like to get answered because if you're a fifth rounder, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're gonna exercise your rights," you're gonna get screwed by the team, and then yeah. that's gonna lead to holdouts, and then that's gonna lead to, especially if you outperform your contract, it's gonna fuck it all up. But I think the biggest thing that that does, to, especially for the Bears, is uh, there's no way that you could pick up the option on Mitch if you were thinking about it. Oh God, no. You know, if you if you basically have if you're basically saying that you pick up the option like now, and or in May when we're supposed to decide, and it why would you becomes, even think about it anyway? Well, you wouldn't, and I hope that they don't, and I hope that they're not going to, and I think there's a there's a fairly slim chance that they do, but but the reason that they might would just be on the off chance that he blows up, you know, and then they could rescind it. You know what I mean? Like if he has like a Tannehill type of, you know, resurgence and then all well, it's of a like, sudden it's it like we goes, heard Leonard this like we heard Leonard yeah. Floyd. They they offered his fifth year immediately after the season, you know, it was right. there was no question. Right. right. Now they will they rescind it? it? Yeah. It's still on the table. Right. Well, they were hoping that, you know, he, he would emerge opposite Cleo Mack and then he would be a bargain because, you know, pass rushers um, are getting, you know, 15, 16, 17 million dollars a year. So 13, you know, would have Nobody been. Nobody said Leonard Floyd was a pass rusher. No. Well, Nobody is accusing him of that. No, they definitely aren't. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting that right so, now the right so, now so. the um, the vote has been postponed. Um, the owners approved it, but not unanimously, which is interesting. And some people yeah. remarked who didn't, you know, who didn't approve this. Um, so it's being tabled. Um, they have agreed to extend the franchise tag and the transition tags and some of that, um, you know, so that allows people to work. Um, and then obviously, the, you know, th- this would be something that could cause a lockout for 2021. I mean, 2020 is not in danger Everybody it's good that they're even that. talking about it, that both sides Absolutely. are meeting this early, and they they see what's in front of them, and they want to make sure that they're ahead of it, Yeah. which I hope they are. It's just egos and money will be involved, yeah. and here we go with another cutaway. Here we go. Anyway, so, you know, interesting. Obviously, we don't know all the details, ins and outs of it. I personally think if I was going to bet, I would bet that if they put it to a player vote this season, it's going to squeak by and the players are going to take it. Um, And it may be a bad deal, but it's not as bad as a deal as last time. The last CBA is widely regarded as a really terrible deal. Um, And... Some people are saying, you know, it's put them in a bad position now because they took 47%. And so, you know, where the they should talking about making, though, it might not be done anytime soon. It could be, but I, I'm just saying, like, you got 1,500 players and only the top, top, top guys are really worried about it. The rest of them are going, shit, we're about to get paid, you know. Like, let's get this money. Let's let's keep our jobs. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, as was brought up on uh, Pat McAfee, you know, the, the league really does try to make sure 
that these guys are interchangeable, that, that, you know, that the fans are fans of the team, not fans of the players um, like they are in the NBA um, or to some degree the way they are in baseball, you know, where, you, you know, you don't, you don't care. And that's, you, know, you do have that in, in the NFL, you know, um, players change teams and they don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you don't follow it, but it's starting to change. I mean, I think guys are, you know, kids are fans of Patrick Mahomes or, you know, they're not too busy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so that's going on. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're, they, you know, they obviously want to get it done before free agency opens. If it doesn't get done before free agency opens, they're probably going to wait. I mean, honestly, we probably yeah. won't have any more talk about it uh, throughout the season. Like uh, still promising that the conversation is happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, you know, they could be um, deadlocked and calling each other names. Um, oh, so the arbitration and shit. Yeah, yeah, poopy heads. Speaking of uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't go uh, any more than about five minutes without talking about him uh, in any form on uh, Twitter or podcast or what have you. Um, Derek Carr uh, mm. posted earlier this week. Uh, he posted a picture God, of himself geez. from the London game with his boy, his, one of his best friends in life, Khalil Mack. Uh, and it was a great picture. And then his brother uh, put underneath it hashtag Mega Powers. And of course, everybody that was thing like, took off, man. Yeah. ESPN was even talking about it. People, well, because it's just you know, Instagram. Obviously, people freak out about that stuff. People sending uh, subliminal messages, not so subliminal messages. Um, and listen, I mean, I was like, yes, please God, please for the love of crap. Somehow get this guy here. Stan like, Marsh in front of the computer, like, oh. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, thank, you know, that would be so absolutely amazing. And, and when you start to look at it, it's not that crazy. I mean, the guy really is not getting paid that much money when, when you compare it to well, the other salaries out there. You know, I don't think he'd cost that much. Um, you know, but, of course, some people were like, you can't trade a second-round pick for him. You can't do this. Uh, actually, I heard like a reputable reporter podcast talking about yeah you could come in and back up Trubisky. I'm like what what? Yeah, that's insanity. Come on, man. Carr, I mean, we're talking about a guy in Derek Carr that that was number two in completion percentage last year. He had a hundred point nine quarterback rating. He threw for four thousand and fifty four yards. Like this is a top ten to twelve quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I don't know why people are so down on him. I know Raider fans are pretty down on him, you know, I because a few Raider fans, what they thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah, he's it very sounds, polarizing. It sounds, it sounds similar to how we feel about Mitch, but with with more we're reason. Stuff. I'm shittier just saying, stuff. like, oh, he he, when things are going perfect, he this is the Raider fans stuff I've heard. Like when things are going perfect, he's fine. When things break, plays break down, he's not. He doesn't win as much as he should, and if he's a franchise guy, why aren't we winning more? You know what I mean? Well, like, you you also look at that and go, he's never played with a defense better than 20th ranked in the league. And his offensive weapons have not been exactly spark plugs. I mean, you had Mari Cooper. I think we talked about this on the last pod. I mean, he's doing this with one tight end, he had like six and round a picks decent running receiver. back and running yeah. game. You know, but that's really, it's really about it. Give me that guy. You know what I'm saying? And let's do it that way. He uses, yeah. he, he can uh, 
use a decent tight end too, and I don't know if there's one on this roster. So. Right. I mean, I don't think anybody thought that that Waller was going to blow up. I mean, you know, he he got decent numbers out of Jordan, an old ass Jordy Nelson. Um, you know. Uh, you watch Carr play though, and and imagine him in this offense. He does have a quick release. He's confident. He can throw the ball over the field. He can do everything this offense would need. He is. He's perfect. athletic enough too. Yes. He's young. You'd be talking about three to four years of of real live professional quarterback play. And like he's six, he's six seasons in, right? So like in Nagy's mind, yeah. you wonder if he sees him as another Alex Smith thing where like he's a veteran that can read defenses but he's actually been better than alex smith was in san francisco right you know i mean he's completing 70 percent over 70 percent of his passes so i mean the the knock that raiders fans will tell you is that he checks down too much but you know what he hits the fucking check down like mitch i don't think you can even give him the the, that he says the checks down does he he get to the check down in his reading of his defense he'll he'll check down i guess but it's to you know it's to to Tariq and Tariq gets hit immediately or runs out of bounds for zero yards. I mean, it's just not like Bears fans have been so shithouse crazy on Twitter, com- like defending Mitch. I mean, that that you really look at a guy like Derek Carr and be like, no, I don't want this guy. Like, are you crazy? He well, even be- like we, we don't have like, to say go dive deep into the tape and all this crap. Watch this highlight video and yeah. look at the things that he can do that Mitch can't. Like, I. I Anybody listening, go go watch the car highlight stuff on YouTube. You don't have to dig deep into the tape. Just no. look at what he can do. And imagine him in this offense. It's, I would love it, man. I like him. I, I like the I, he plays with fire, man. I, I'm personally like lighting candles and like holding out like crazy hope that this somehow happens. I mean, if you could put a second round pick the one that the Raiders gave us in the Khalil Mack deal and end up basically for two first-rounders, a second, or two first-rounders, a third, and a sixth, and you end up with Khalil Mack and David Carr? Like, or Derek Carr? What? That's insane. Like, that's a, that's a franchise-changing trade. I mean, and people are like, no, we'd never do that. It's like, yeah, well, nobody thought we'd trade for Jay Cutler either. Like, <laughs> If you're sitting here going, what would be a better trade, two first-rounders for Jay Cutler or one second-rounder for Derek Carr? It's not even a fucking discussion. Like, it's just not even a discussion. Like, get this guy here. It, it would be franchise-altering. I don't care what happens to Mitch. Mitch can be the backup. Mitch can park cars for all I care. It's not even that much money. I mean, it's sixteen million dollars. You, I wouldn't even be opposed to extending. Yeah, because they have to, they have to eat a couple million of it, right? They have to eat five. They have to eat five, but they save a lot of money by getting rid of him. And then hey, the, the guaranteed money is all deal. spent. So if you didn't extend him, you didn't do anything with him, you can cut him next season and walk away from it. It's cheaper than Mitch's fifth year. Absolutely. That's all. That's like, all you need to know. Like, like I just, I, I can't imagine like what crack is being smoked where Bears fans actually say, oh, yeah, I'd rather see Mitch give another shot than let Derek Carr do it. Like, And then the whole, oh, he can't play in the cold shit comes out, and it's like, good Lord, like, come on. Uh, like, uh, you know, because Mr. Trubisky is Mr. Freeze? Like, give me a break. Well, I went back and found out, what, like, just, just for shits and giggles, Mayock had to say about him back in mm-hmm. the in, in the, coming out of the draft. 
He said he's more athletic than people think. A lot of teams thought he was the best pure passer in the draft. I love the way this kid throws the football. And then when he was asked to evaluate him when he took over as GM, he said he could spin it with anyone. That's the key from for arm strength to athletic ability. He's as good as anybody out there. I, mean, I think the things that Gruden doesn't like about him is that he's he's safe. He's too he's probably too safe. It would be the one knock you could put you could give. It's like okay. It's skills here though, man. He gets yeah. the ball. He would get the ball to the playmakers. I mean, he's never had a receiver like Allen Robinson. I know Amari Cooper is no. decent, but. He would turn Anthony Miller into a virtual pro bowler. Anthony Miller would have a 1,000-yard season with Derek Carr. No problem. No problem. He almost had one with Mitch. I mean, he doesn't, he yeah. seven touchdowns and 600-some yards. Like, I don't know. I just, he knows how to place the ball where you're giving your receiver a chance to extend the play, too. Exactly. Guys aren't having to go turn around because the ball is being thrown too short. Like I don't know. So I don't know if it would ever happen, but I, God, I would just, I just, please, please. I think you work out great with an eight-ounce baby Jesus. Please, please bring us David Carr, Derek Carr, too. Both of them can come. <laughs> Pause. That's what she said. Yeah. Right. And, I, and even as bad, as bad as our offensive line is, people say, well, we don't have any tight end. We don't have an offensive line. He Derek has Carr, a quick release. Yeah, Derek Carr in his best <laughs> seasons got sacked 50-something times. He's not right. Helen Keller in the defense. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> he right. can read it. He's, people he's come decisive, up with and he has excuses. a quick release. That right. helps your O-line. <laughs> like, you cannot in the same breath say that, Mitch was bad because of the tight end and the offensive line, and then say that we would bring in a Pro Bowl level quarterback and say that he can't be good because of that. Like it doesn't, it, this doesn't work. Like it, like I'm sorry. Like well, he more every, than him more than Mitch can make people around him better. Right. Not every quarterback has a great offensive line and tight end. In fact, most of them don't. So like people need to just get off of it with that. There's so some anyway. good ones in the draft, though, man. I know that generally, yeah. like, first-year guys don't blow up at the tight end position. There's a learning curve there, but there, there's some really good tight end talent. Speaking of tight ends, that brings us to our next topic, Demetrius Harris. Um, breaker of my rule that I have set forth, no ex-Browns, but uh, he's more an ex-Chief than he is an mm-hmm. ex-Brown, so let's, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, he is a guy that played zero college football. Uh, he played college basketball at University of Milwaukee, or University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Um, he's big guy, big Six, frame. Six seven two thirty. Yeah. Um, he yeah, played. He, he played inline and uh, the move tight end. Uh, yep. Mostly inline. He's a pretty good blocker. Um, he's that got good some, Y and that good U. Yeah, he's got some stats. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's not a lot of money. Great. Awesome. You know, maybe the, the, this kicks Shaheen finally out the door. He's clearly an upgrade over every – I mean, I think uh, maybe as Patrick Finley said, he's already the best healthy tight end on the roster. We had more production than anybody on our roster last year. Um, he he right. was also – I don't know how they – nearly had as much production as the tight ends on our roster last year. Right, combined. As, as cherry-picking as this <laughs> is, he, he was in the top ten for blocking tight ends. So that that's a positive, too. He adds some versatility Absolutely. and depth, and he understands the system. So I'm, I'm fine with it. It's not like we broke the bank yeah, for the guy. It's good. And, of course, you got people, oh, that's all we're doing at tight end, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. meanwhile, Can't Greg Olson – 
All right, Greg Olson got seven million dollars from from the Seahawks, and sorry, Greg, we love you. I do. I like Greg, you, man, but no. not paying you seven million dollars. I think it's a better no. fit for him too. Absolutely. I mean, he, look at. I mean, the, Russell Wilson's hey. made Jacob Hollister into somebody. I mean, he's gonna. Greg Olson's gonna do fine there. I'm Greg not worried. Getting paid though, unfortunately, and it's not like right. you get rid of him, you're gonna take the hit anyway. No, exactly. You can't. I mean, you would save like a million and a half dollars by cutting Burton. They're not going to do that. Um, so they can find you know, somebody like dumb enough to trade him. Trade I think the ne- unfortunately the next two cuts are probably tight ends. They're probably Shaheen and Broniker. Uh, because that's like that would be like Ooh. almost four, that would be almost another four million dollars. And I'm not a proponent of cutting. Maybe Broniker. we get Broniker on though. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know that. <laughs> That that we love Bronica on this show. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> we we love Bronica on this show. Always been on Bronica. Um, yeah. You know, solid player just hasn't gotten. We don't love know, him out. as much as Sidney Golick does, but no, but that's fine. Pause. We don't want to love him as much as <laughs> maybe Jared does. Um, Let's <laughs> <laughs> keep the ginger unicorn abides so anyway i think that's the next couple of cuts that are coming um we do have the the combine upcoming um i'm not gonna be able to make that i don't think what's here's what's crazy is that it's It's all at night it not only that it's all at night they were saying that people you know it's it's gonna be interesting um you know and even it's silly stuff but hogan johns were saying like it's going to be weird because it's used to be kind of like the senior bowl where everybody gets together during the day, does a thing, and then they all go out and, you know, hobnob and, and you like know. Like be able to drink uh, your seltzers at night. Yeah, you'd be able to drink your delicious manly seltzers. Um, <laughs> like the like the men of the XFL. Real men nice. drink seltzers. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now it's going to be prime time. Um, which I think is going to be interesting for a couple reasons. One, I think there might be even a little more pressure on some of the guys knowing that it's in prime time. Um, and then, you know, so who knows what, because this is when all the real negotiations start to happen with these teams, you know, for the free agency. This is when uh, Brady's going to be, you know, working the phones and, you know, or vice versa. They're going to be figuring stuff out. So Yeah, a lot of networking goes on. And, that, I mean, the – I don't know how how much the drills. I know some of these guys that it might it might entice people to go to their pro day, but like I don't really think that there's too much stock put into the actual combine workouts anymore. I mean, you see it every year though, it's, where guys guys wow at the combine and then get yeah, drafted. It put, I mean, it, it, yeah, I just don't. I'm I think they they have a pretty good idea of where these guys are at and with watching right. all the. Studying them all year. And... Right. I mean, you're not going to see, like, you're not seeing, like, Brian Bosworth type of stuff happen again, you know. Um, but It's, it's there more of a moneymaker than anything, I think. There, yes. It's a, it's a dog and pony show. Um, and, you know, oh. uh, but I think it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and I do think that some guys can screw up their, their draft a little bit by what happens at the Combine. Um, Cause you're, you, you know, there's interviews that go on there. Um, and then, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's some, you know, some of the, like the three cone and some of these things like that, that, you know, people do put some stock in. I mean, if you follow that RAS mumbo jumbo, you know, um, combination of stats that people put together to, to rate 
players out of the combine. You know, there might be some stock in it. Um, but yeah, Jerry, you've been. Um, you know, I think some people from the Brawl Network are going to be going. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Um, there should be some some uh, some good shows and maybe live broadcasts if they can. You know, outside there, some interviews. So keep your eye on that. It'd be awesome. Get it on the hit the Periscope straight off of it. Right, it's easy exactly. to do. Um, the other thing I think we we'll skip ahead a little bit is um, we're talking about cuts and and um, salary. I think your your next biggest albatross is the thirteen point five million dollars of one Leonard Floyd. You yeah, I mean, mentioned the pace and Nagy presser from the combine. How hard hitting that's going to be. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope they're <laughs> announcing Derek well, it's, Carr. It's the same kind of softness you're going to get with uh, what we're talking about right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Downey should well, pick him up. <laughs> like, I, like Floyd. I mean, there are like Floyd stands, Raul Bennington, that are just like unbelievable. Oh, he sets I the mean, edge. He, even his like, long arms just being in the backfield make a difference. Yeah, like the things that that Floyd supposedly does are like these things that only I'll the most the trained football eye can really tell you. It's like I I don't know. I seem to see a guy who never gets home is happy to just hang out and, and be blocked. quote unquote set the edge and be blocked by a tight end and you know, it's like, okay, great. Yeah, he's got he doesn't he doesn't have bad gap discipline, but you know what he's also not gonna do is ever make a big fucking play. Well, he makes he them covers like a safety, I guess people are saying. He just his coverage is unbelievable. But but then I mean I'm not a guy to like quote PFF grades, but his coverage isn't good. I mean it's something I, that I'm was not getting, saying it is. That's just one no, of the it's, just, it's crazy the the amount of ways that people are coming up to convince us that Floyd is a good player. Bigger loss, Kwiatkowski or Leonard Floyd, in your eyes? Well, Floyd right now, because who's replacing him? That is the one thing I will say about Floyd. So the quick answer to that, Jared, actually I think would be Floyd, even though I just spent the last five minutes slandering There's no contingency plan right now for him. Right. We are so thin at if we lose quit, chances are we're keeping Danny or we have KPL. Um you I know, would say that you put quit on that outside. I mean, I agree. He's that not good at coverage, right? Why don't they try that? But but here's the thing: is that the outside linebacker, the edge, the five tech, whatever you want to call, it, shouldn't be in coverage. I like, mean, they have to play some. You have they, to play some. Yeah, they do. For but, him to be but, an edge in a three-four, I don't know. I could see him being an outside linebacker in a in a four-three. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see it, is all I'm saying. I'd like to see him get moved around a little more. And, and let's not let's not exactly – we, we give Leonard Floyd some shit, right? We have. I right. mean, obviously he has coverage skills. He was good enough at coverage that they put him on the inside at Georgia his junior year, I think. Right. Because they were so depleted they had to put him in on the inside. And he, he played well. Right. His sack stats were down and – those stats seem to have uh, followed him all the way to Chicago. Well, the fact of the matter is, is this get is a fucking happened. sack, dude. 
There, I said it. Well, the, the thing is, when are you going to step up more than when you have Khalil Mack opposite you getting so much attention? That that's exactly. my that's my only downside with Flo- that's my only Thank thing you. with Floyd. Like, Thank you. We drafted him high. We expected him to be this Collapsed elite pass rusher. You got one of the best that, that does it across from or, you. Commanding guy, commanding double and triple coverage at times. Or this is put when, your hands up. You're you're tall as fuck. Block a pass. Yeah, like, I'm just saying you're not going to get doubled something. up as much. You, when are you going to – if you're not going to succeed when freaking Khalil Mack is opposite you, when are you going to? I don't know. But the the thing that – this is the way it has to go with Floyd. And I'm not advocating just straight up cutting him, although there are a lot of people out there on the free agent market that are, you know, that could replace him. I mean, I know it's like very, uh, you know, uh, in vogue to – to hate Vic Beasley or but there are guys with seven eight sacks that weren't exactly playing opposite Khalil Mack that are available. Step up. Yeah. Like like set an edge, destroy the edge. There is no edge if you destroy it on a rush. Right, right, exactly. Like, you know, like get in the backfield. Like you like I'm shutting this off. I get what you're saying, but collapse the pocket. If you have it collapsing on two sides and you force the quarterback to step up into who did they step up into? Hicks, Goldman. Right. And insert next guy. Yeah, just, I just like I don't know. Like I just I just don't see it. Like I'm gonna name I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't come out and be more consistent and more dominant. He he may. I, I don't I would give him more of a chance than and then Trubisky panning out. I mean, look at these guys. These are guys that I would, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an asshole, but these are guys that I would take. Yeah, well, I know that. But these are guys I would take. I would take a look at over Leonard Floyd, Robert Quinn. Maybe he's 30 years old, but I think he's still got some left in the tank. What about Leonard Williams from from the Giants? He's only 26. Um, you know, he's, he's got some ability. His market value is $8.2 million. Um, Vic Beasley, obviously just talked about Jason, Jason Pierre Paul. No, I mean, you could have, you could have Jason Pierre Paul for very little. I mean, I I think you should look at Jason Pierre Paul. (laughs) You should look at Jason Pierre Paul to replace Aaron Lynch. Or just do the fireworks in Chicago. <laughs> right. Um, you know, JPP I mean, was productive last year, with probably exactly. less flags than Aaron Lynch. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's some guys out there. I mean, I'm just saying. Let let so so let's sign Floyd to a three-year, you know, thirty-five million dollar deal. Maybe he can get the cap hit down for this season. You know, I still think he has. A, uh, a lot. He has a high ceiling. I don't think he has a toolbox. Seen... He just doesn't have the key to unlock it. Right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> we were told we were told that that he has the best pass rushing tools on the team. Last Better than Max. Yes, that's Ooh. what we were told. Every fucking year, somebody comes out in front of us and says, "This is Floyd's year," and it's never his fucking year. But he has. I mean, he is talented enough that if you ever got that that drive to be a little physical. Okay, he, he can right. make it happen. You got. I mean, he's not. I don't know if he's a true end, but Eric Armstead. I you. I mean, shit. You take that thirteen million dollars, and you know you can pick up 
uh, a Leonard Williams and an Eric Armstead and a Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, good lord! <laughs> like, it's a good rotation. Yes, it's insane. And then you, you actually snacks Harrison's out there for the up front too. You could actually throw him in there too. He's elite though. That, that would change everything. That's right. Snacks Harrison's better than than uh, than Khalil Mack. Mack. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's, that's right. That's fine. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't think Floyd's leaving, but I'm really getting tired of people telling me he's some fucking amazing player. Um, and they and they're gonna have to figure out. Well, a way I was asking people. I was like, did you buy his jersey or something? Like, why yeah, are you defending yeah. this dude? Yeah, I mean, listen, he looks great in a uniform. Pause. Um, you know, he's you know, but he is not Javon Curse. He's not who they thought they were. He's getting. not Jason Taylor. No, that's, that's what, what they've they been trying to sell us to these Jason Taylor. A, I mean, it's another. You know, it would be another bit, indictment right? on pace though. Floyd, Floyd ain't that guy. And then it is. It already guy. is. It already is an indictment on Pace. He's he's, he's a guy he traded up for. He's the eighth overall pick. Hop he's the Giants because they were nervous the Giants were going to take. Good. Yeah. He's just not that good, man. Like he's just not that fucking good. So I don't know. Um, I I put out there. I posited that I'd like to see them pick up a veteran running back. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, you know, uh, somebody I like mean, a Frank. Who's available? That's, I, I saw you said that, but I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's a few guys. There's, you know, you have uh, obviously the big names like Henry and Gordon. We're not necessarily getting those. But Carlos Hyde, I think he might get paid, but you never know. He had a good season. Lamar Miller, Kenyon Drake, um, you know, some of these guys. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Frank Gore. Um, but his fans have, have, have talked about um, – go ahead. How about Jordan Howard? Right. Bears fans have talked elite. about that. Um, yes, elite. I mean, is that? Uh, do you think that that Jordan Howard's pride would would preclude that? It would depend on how the front office dealt with it and how he dealt with the front office. You know, sometimes right. not all breaks are good. Some breaks are bad, and there would have to be some pride swallowed on both ends. We've also awesome. seen that this. That's right. But you got Matt Breda out there. Um, you know, they have to pick up another running back. And and I guess they could do it from the draft, but I feel like that hasn't exactly been working out so hot either. Kareem Hunt, is he a free agent? Good Lord, no thanks. <laughs> he can't get it. He can't stay out of trouble. Like, <laughs> like uh, uh, yeah. Did you see the whole thing where he got arrested and there was all that video again? Like he cannot. Oh no, I haven't seen that, man. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he already has had more problems. He's 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 already got issues. Um, he's out there. Let's see. We got um Isaiah Crowell. I was kind of interested before he got he missed the whole season due to injury. Yeah, beast mode. I don't know. Protect your chickens. Your chicken. Um, pro size, ND baby. Yeah, pro size. I don't know. I mean, there's some guys out there. I'd like to see them try to get a get a veteran. Um, you know, Darren Sproles, 37 years old. <laughs> Spencer Spencer where? retire. Yeah, they, they, we've already done the like the whole Chiefs. I wonder. Uh, I wonder how much that's going to play into free agency familiarity with the offense and with the coaching staff. With the signing of the tight end, you know, that to me signaled that familiarity is a big 
part of what's going on with this coaching staff mm-hmm. early on. You know, that is, that is going to be a big signing point. If you know the offense already and can half-ass do it, you're going to have a chance to get signed here. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I, I mean, I, even a guy like... The veteran, guy like the veteran guy, running back was just something I was actually thinking about because I thought they were getting rid of Mike Davis to keep the guys they have was kind of their thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but I just don't depth. see who... I think you need another running back. I mean, that's why they Brian hired Mike. It. That's why they signed Mike Davis. Brian Nall is definitely not it. I mean, we lost uh, what's his face to the Steelers. Yeah, so I don't see anybody else out there. But I mean, I just have a hard, Jordan Howard's still only 25 years old. I just don't see it. I don't think they're going to admit that mistake and bring him back. Um, you know, for a team that talks about not having any pride. It's time to get real with yourselves and practice what you preach. You need to, if it's a move that's going to make the team better, and that's including moving on from from Mitch. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Got to swallow all of your first round buzz. Well, and Pace, Pace and Nagy talk about the. You know, we don't have pride. We come in to do this together. Well, like Pace, if you don't have pride, man, stop being so faithful to the guys you drafted if they're not panning out. Because we've seen stubbornness from this guy before. Like, true. It, Trubisky. <laughs> like, yeah. Th- this is an offseason to find out if this guy actually practices what he preaches. Yeah, well, we unfortunately, I think we know the answer is that Pace is extremely prideful and stubborn. Well, yeah, but th- I don't know if he really foresaw when, when everybody's going back to that presser saying Mitch is our starter. That's fine. End of the year presser, right? But well, I don't yeah, know if, like, he's the only one under like, contract. Right, he is at that point, yeah. I, I understand yeah, that, that but. Right. This is an off. This is a historic offseason for quarterback rumored trades, right. quarterback availability. Like if you're right. ever gonna have a situation where you you want to actually use the free agency to improve a position at quarterback, this is the season. Do you so think like, they run? Do you think there's a possibility they run it back and tank for next year's draft? You can't tank with this with this defense. Yeah, you, you can't tank with this defense. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. I don't know. This isn't a tank line. No. We're not, we're not built to tank. The answer is no. I think that they they have to realize that they're that they're coaching for their jobs right now. Now, if you if you if they actually see Leo for some reason actually knows what the hell he's talking about, which he doesn't, if they were to trade Mac and start making moves like that, then you know they're tanking. Right. I just but they're not they're not going to do that. Mac is still the face of the franchise. No. Um, but what I would say is this, is that I, I think that they, everybody can keep their jobs if they go nine and seven, 10 and six, even if they don't make the playoffs with that, I think, I think, but if they go four and 12, I think heads are going to roll. Like, I don't know who it's going to be, but I just don't see, I just don't see, you know, them them sticking around much longer. And and Pace just has to ask himself, does he want him and his buddy Nagy's career to be tied to Mitch? I mean, when you could tie it to to a much more known commodity in one of these guys? I mean... I'd rather tie it to the back end of a truck and let him be drugged through the city. Yeah. I mean, that sounds way (laughs) better. It sounds way better. I mean, I just... It's painful. it, It literally gives me stomach pains to think about watching Mitch 
Trubisky play quarterback next season. I mean, he got by with it his first year because there wasn't any tape on him. As soon as they got tape on him, it's changed. And, and then there was a quarterback who was bagging groceries and then became a Hall of Fame quarterback, which is like right. one in a million shot. And Kurt Warner, right. who had some positive things to say, and, and everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody levitated towards it. Everybody wants to, you know, trot out these Drew Brees numbers. It's like everybody likes to smell their own farts. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, Mitch was not good in 2018. He had flashes. He was worse in 2019. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and he had a few flashes. That's it. There's nothing else to be said. He's but I think, 41 like, starts in. He's not yeah. that good. But like, I think I think the fan base is less patient than they are. I think they. For some reason, well, we're fans, of course, for less patient. That's well, yeah, yeah but. they are, and and I and I don't necessarily want a GM that that is super knee jerk, you know, whatever. But at the same time, like if you, you know, I think everybody's worst fear would be that he has a decent season and somehow kind of replicates 2018, and then they decide to sign him to. You know, not a. Not I still a, want Mitch to be great if he's our starter. Don't get me wrong. It's oh, just, absolutely. Just, you, you know, and I, could, I hope I'm wrong, man. Right. Like, let's let's ball out. Let's do it. But I'm never gonna root against whoever is playing. No, I don't want to see the kid the fail if he's our starter. No, I want to see him succeed. But I, this is just I don't. If you but, got names like Brady, Breeze, Rivers, Carr, potentially like yeah, Cam Newton. Newton. I mean Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater yeah, like, you know, I don't love Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton was actually worse in some ways than yeah, Mitch. Yeah, I don't see that, man. I get um, the laser connection. Mariota, Tannehill, you know, uh, I mean, even Case Keenum. I would like to uh, see Mariota get a second shot somewhere. Yeah, I think he may. Um, I just don't know. It's just gonna. I just have a hard time envisioning Mitch playing quarterback for this team and it not being a painful experience. Like, I just think he's so far around the bend with this organization that he, I just don't see him getting out of his own way. Like, he's mentally just kind of I get, I get the injured season. The, the the left shoulder was messed up. I get that. But there there wasn't even, like, I didn't see any signs of maturity, really, man. No. Like, that, that's, that's my biggest knock on Mitch. Like, right. We we were expecting that step forward, and he was reading defenses in, in the offseason. Yeah. But the, uh, mentally, like, he got worse at running the RPOs. Yes. This is a system that's supposed to be for stupid quarterbacks. And Nagy had to dumb right. things down to a, a level that was right. just like almost high school. Right, and it's like, and I'm sorry, you want to keep telling me, oh, he's got to roll out, he's got to roll. Fine, roll him out, and he's going to get killed. Like, well, no, they need to go back to the Fox and, and Dow offense, and right. th- that's that's the only way you can succeed, I think, pretty much is what Kyle Long said. And then you're basically turning your right. back on why you brought this guy in. And then, right, and that's what, you know, Kyle Long basically thinks he was drafted for that, and it's like, no, that's not what, because Pace wanted it's Fox what he out ran of in here. college. Right. He ran spread. spread up. Yes. Like, it's not what he was drafted for. A lot no, of people it's... thought he was a whole lot better than he is. We saw Nagy's prayer guys open, man. Thank you. Everybody, oh, yes. Everybody wants... Our prayer candle is lit. Well, everybody wants to, to go to, to reference the All-22 when they're trying to push their bullshit. But, like, you mm-hmm. go back and watch All-22, the, all, all these these film junkies, and, and look how many times receivers were open. All and, and this kid just can't go through his reads. 
in 2018, Nagy was the coach of the year and was lauded by everybody at how well he schemed guys open, right? Oh, he was like now a mad scientist. Now Everybody something was, yeah. changed in 2019. Now now guys weren't open. Is that right? I, it's amazing on. that Anthony Miller wasn't running the wrong routes when he led the team in touchdowns last year. Yeah. Shocking. As a rookie. We're still uh, we're talking about Trubisky, right? Yep. There we go. Same as an everybody. <laughs> Same as an right. We're gonna I mean, talk about just, this guy. Let's get hammered. <laughs> I mean, well, that you know, you talk about Anthony Miller. That's a, a, you know, one of the last things I'll bring up is like, you know, do you is there a free agent receiver out there that you would be interested in? I, gee, I don't even know who's on the market. Yeah, I mean, I have, I've only been looking at like the tight ends. Like, of course, you've got, of course you have. You, yeah, it's, well. it's not a lot. I mean, I'll be real honest with you. It is not a lot. I mean, you've got – I mean, this is the list. A.J. Green Ooh. expensive. Manuel Ooh. Sanders uh, – is, is he, though? He's been a whole season injured. Well, whatever. He made $15 million, and he's 30. Injured in Cincinnati. Right, right. Agreed. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe A.J. Green could get cheap. I don't know. Um, somehow Marcus somebody Robinson from the Chiefs, but he's he's had some injury yeah. stuff. Somehow somebody paid Devin Funches ten million dollars. Wow. Um, oh I don't know. Paul Richardson just got cut. People were talking about him. I don't. I don't want him. Taylor Gabriel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Trevor Gabriel. Um. Carter Gabriel. Randall Cobb. I mean, Mari Cooper is probably gonna go back to Dallas. Gonna get big money. Is he? Uh, there's there's going to be some money issues in Dallas, I think. Oh, sure there are. If they sign Dak to the big contract, I think that yeah, pretty much hammers their... Right. Well, they're going to have to get creative. I mean, they're, they're right. going to have to get creative. That's all. Um, but, yeah, there's not a lot of receivers out there, man. No. So I, I would mean, say no. Like, Ted I Ginn. would... Yeah. I mean, He's I old. would look... Still fast, still goes deep, catches the ball occasionally. Yeah. He's very occasionally. It's rough. I mean, there's a lot of receivers in this draft. I think we're, I think we're going to yeah, be draft, it's, it's, drafting it's receivers again. But I mean, look at the, the free agent receiver market is a brutal. Mm-hmm. Like it's really bad. It's basically the battle for AJ Green and whoever wants him. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought maybe Nelson Aguilar would have been some, but he can't catch the ball anymore. Geronimo Allison. <sighs> he's kind of rough. I mean, if – I don't know. He's, he's an injury. You can catch patches from Aaron Rodgers. Then. Yeah. Like, although, uh, you know, I mean, I, surprisingly, I mean, Aaron Rod, surprisingly Aaron Rodgers had a lot of bad throws last year. I mean, he's really kind of fallen off. I mean, I'm talking about Robbie Anderson. Uh, that name was thrown out there on Twitter. Supposedly gonna get, yeah, that name's been thrown out there. I I don't. I mean, when you are, you know, you're the third receiver with a kind of number one and number two that they have, you're gonna end up with some yards. I mean, I don't know. It's rough. So I think you know, the answer is that they are not gonna sign a free agent wide receiver. I think they're gonna go with Wims and Ridley, and they're gonna draft. One possibly in the second round because the mm-hmm. way that the way that it looks like it's going to fall, there's going to be a first round talent wide receiver available at our slot. I think 
Pause. Pause, that big slop. Um, so, Andrew yeah. Miller was wildly, wildly considered as a uh, first-round talent. And I don't want to – I hope we draft a good tight end. Just saying, Bryson Hopkins, Hunter Bryant, my guy Albert. Hopkins oh. from Purdue is pretty good. He's an athletic dude. Yeah, and I think he, you, you're kind of limited at what you saw with his production because the quarterback wasn't consistent, but I, I like him. He, yeah, he makes receiver out. moves like he, when he catches, he's he's trying to advance. You know what I mean? Right away, like the, he has pretty good instincts. You want to watch a good highlight game? Watch him versus IU in the bucket game. He had a hell of a ball game. Well, I think anybody's gonna blow up against IU personally, but the, yeah, yeah. The, the only knocks I heard against uh, Hopkins is his blocking. Uh, <laughs> you want to uh, see some highlight tape? Watch somebody play IU. Shit. <laughs> Unless you Northwestern or the other seven teams that they smoked. <laughs> yeah, Northwestern. Speaking of, the, we were talking about Carr's Instagram, man. Alex Bars and Quentin Nelson were hanging out at uh, Madison Square. Love that. Yeah. That Bars, man. Hook, Bars, hook that up. Bring Q to town. <sighs> no, that's lineman, bro. that's lineman code, bro. I know. I'm just saying when, he, Brothers, when his contract's up, end. I'd love to see Q here. Yeah, or just maybe, you know, can we draft a first-round offensive lineman, please? Not this year. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening this year. Yeah, so that's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, speaking of exciting football, it's time doing to talk job. Keep about the Battle Hawks. St. Louis Battlehawks. At the first XFL. I, have they lost a game yet? Yeah, they lost. All right. <laughs> and he's gone. And Diddy's clocked out. <laughs> <laughs> they lost last week. But uh, this week they came out and put an ass whooping on uh, New York 29 That's right. 9. That's right. And they Had did your it. first XFL kick return ever for a touchdown. Woo! Joe Powell. Ha-ha! I like what they're doing. I mean,. I like what they're doing, man. I like the kick return stuff. I love it. You know, that was on a pitch where the end around in comes around, he gets the pitch, and he almost got caught. But you he know, didn't. Matt Nagy can, could come up with some plays if that kickoff rule I can, came yeah, around. There'd be like we're gonna 15. have four end arounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that nobody's done yet. But in the XFL, you can do a double forward pass. Right. It's I don't think you can do it on the kickoff. But, I, I mean, 29,554 people at for the St. First Louis to show game. out. And to yeah. tell the Gronky Sucks chant was loud and proud. Yep. That was what that a lot of that was about. It was a big F you to Gronky. Well, yeah. Which I am, I mean, I am they here. Should never, they should have never lost their team. Like, no, no. That That's was a, a good sports time. I, mean, I know – it's not the biggest city, but that's a great sports town. All you have yeah. to do is put a good product out there. Absolutely. Even the Cardinals, whenever they were bad, they still managed to pretty much they're, sell. I mean, they, you know, I I give St. Louis crap, but they're diehard sports fans. Um, they filled half a stadium, and they're saying "f you, Gronky." That really showed them. No, it didn't show them, but it's so, you know, it's so it, that there's a fan base. A, it's still a sentiment, and and the reason that that they the Rams left had nothing to do with attendance. Right. I mean, it's just it just has to do with market size and greed. Um, 
you know, and what do they get out of it? Had problems keeping a team. You know, this Arizona team was originally in St. Louis, and then right, which I don't understand. I mean, they had the new stadium, and the dome is still very serviceable. St. Louis is just not that big of a city. Doesn't have the doesn't have the tax base. Doesn't have the market share. Um, competes with fans from the Chiefs. Um, you know, competes with fans from the Bears. Chicago. I think. Um, it's the the reason I hated seeing them go when the Rams left. The reason I hated it is because it took a four hour drive to an NFL game away from me. It's right. I can go catch the Bears if they're there. Or, How far are right. you from Nashville? The, Two and a half. The thing that the NFL fails at is. You said it took a four and a half hour. It's a four hour drive from you. It was prior. It was prior to Nashville having a team, man. Right. This was when they were. The no. Oilers. Yeah. But the thing that My the NFL bad. fails My at is that the the cities are still put over a barrel for these stadiums. Yes. And the and 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 the NFL just keeps making more and more and more money, and then you still are requiring taxpayers to pay for these stadiums, and it's a fucking joke. Like, it, it's. Here's you know, the, the question I'm going to ask you: If you don't think they have the financial base. How does the team and I'm and I'm just gonna ask how does a team like Buffalo have a team? They've I mean, got a strong they got they got a pretty strong owner with a lot of money, man. But the Rams have rings. You know? Tell me that didn't create a Yeah, but the Rams have been back. The Rams have been that team that have been back from LA to St. Louis. It's it's different, man. Buffalo's always been there. It's like, it's, anyway. it's bad ownership. I but mean, that team's that team's gone back and forth a couple times. I agree. I'm saying the Rams had bad ownership. The, you know, there's, I mean, Pittsburgh is not a huge market. Like, there's tons of places that 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 make it just fine, you know, and do well. St. Louis should be one of those places. Um, you know, they went out for another LA money grab. I mean, and obviously, you know, it was it, it, it was a team that had been transient to begin with. I mean, state of Pennsylvania, though, football is big, man. Like, football's not big in Missouri. I'm I'm just saying like the Steelers are different like you're you're bring, you guys are bringing up teams that are just it's different. There's, there's they are there's ties they are to that but city. there is there they is, got the Battle Hawks and that's that's a fan that's a right. group of people that were Me, very happy to whatever. see a it's football good team. for them. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I watched any XFL football this weekend because I didn't. I but actually recorded it. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I was I'm like, glad I was like, that it was like record. Oh, I'm glad that people are watching it. names, man. Christine Michael. You, you know, know what? Like, if, if, if freaking, you know, the masked singer and, you know, the voice and all these million other crappy things can 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 get ratings, like, why can't the XFL? I mean, I think they hey, my got it. like the masked singer, man. Right. I mean, they got it. Like, I mean, I think I told you, you know, that, that you know, my, my kid made me change to Ninja Warrior when I was watching X, XFL last week. So I get it. But they, they've got to get some better quarterbacks. I think the Battlehawks uh, have a pretty good one. They've got, um, don't get me wrong. If I was a young single dude, I'd probably be watching yeah. it. From Seattle, got Matt Jones that used to be a Redskin that had a pretty good stint there. And let's be honest with you. You're talking about free agent running backs. You might see one or two picked up out of the XFL for the regular well, season. You might see this P.J. Walker guy get get a look as a backup. You might see Cardell Jones get a look as a backup. I hope know. it works, um, man. I, I, my whole thing is, like, I get I my think, son. 
I think the CBA that you're talking about that could limit your preseason games, this could be a reason for the XFL to survive. This was in the works. So they were talking about this before the XFL started. They expanded. They, they expanded. I know, but I'm just saying you could you could basically you're the, the one thing drop, to, the money to kind of full in. circle it. You know, your XFL is going to give you live reps for young players that the new CBA is not going to give them. If they can get if they can get to the point where they're paying the players more and they get a higher caliber of player, then then it'll work out. You know what I mean? At, at the end of the day, it'll work out. Um, as long as they keep playing in small arenas and they don't try to, you know, they don't get too big I'm for their trace with it. Yeah. But the NFL you know, make more money off the combine than the XFL make all season. Agreed, but that doesn't mean there's not a spot for it. You're talking no, about the juggernaut of juggernauts. I mean, that's like yeah. saying that's like saying Amazon makes so much money, so don't open a store in a neighborhood that needs a store. Like it's right. it, you know, like I there's, just don't there's have the time room. to get into it, man. I don't either, but people are getting into it. I mean, you know, for the hardcore it's got a strong Twitter following, for, for, it's the got a gam- strong... for the gamblers, for the hardcores, for the people they're you know, they're they want to extend their fantasy season, I guess. I just yeah, I mean that's what it is. People want to watch football instead of watching shitty basketball and no baseball. Man, going back. Right, and we are, I get we could argue about travel. travel. From <laughs> <laughs> I will never defend James Harden again in my life. Good lord, dude. The, my my like not to get off subject much, but like I appreciate it. No, MJ was one of the best ever, man. I'm not, but I wasn't a Bulls fan, so I'm not. I'm, I'll I'll just come out and say it. You complain about Harden traveling. They had the Jordan rules for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, that dude could take five steps. But he, he earned it. Jordan rules but, was what, about fouls. It wasn't about travel. I just don't under I don't understand the whole the hatred for this guy. I guess he's not on your team, so I get the hatred. But, like, it's just – you can't appreciate greatness. Here's the, here's the thing about that is you. that the, the NBA changed the way that they call – traveling they allow the euro step to happen they've actually always allowed it he's perfected it since it's been basically what what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to gather the ball and until you touch it with both hands and one foot comes down or two feet they don't start counting steps so it's like a third step it looks like a third step it's not a third step the guy does it quick change and people like freak out that's a travel that's a travel it's like i know from pe class to you know when we're little kids we're taught one two travel i get it but the thing that kind of makes me crazy is it's like basketball used to be played by like white guys shooting set shots who couldn't dribble they would they wouldn't allow you to put your hand on the side of the ball there was no three pointers there was no dunks there was basically like basketball was like so different back in the you know in the 50s and 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 60s and now it's changing again and people just can't allow it like they just can't allow their brain you know this isn't fucking hoosiers you know what i mean like it's not we're gonna run the picket fence at them boys don't get caught watching the paint dry. <laughs> right like <laughs> there's no like five passes before you shoot like i mean it, it's just like it's crazy to me and 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 people will refuse even if you show them the printed rule book like how it works no that's a travel that's a travel on the playground it's a travel it's like it's not a travel it's not a fucking travel well, hard and in particular people are just looking they're like ready just to hop well, on because anything. because he is he has epitomized the things that people don't like 
about where the game has gone. The Euro stepping, the, 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 the flopping at contact, the drawing fouls, the step back threes that people feel are, are questionable in terms of, but they're all part of the game. You know what I mean? Like they're all part of the game. Luka Doncic is doing all of it, by the way, and more, <laughs> and is love not him. getting, and is not getting any hate. Dude is like, oh, they love like, him. like Why it's like, to he, be? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, kind of interesting, right? Doesn't, isn't, isn't a black guy doesn't have a big scary beard. Doesn't, you know, um, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like I would get it if Harden had this like persona where he was a punk to everybody. He was not even a bad dude. Like, no. It's, and that's it. I just, I will never, I had to mute that conversation because I just kept like, I mean, it got, it got a lot of people who were like, cool, good, you know, but I even tagged the guy, you know, one of the guys, B-Ball Breakdown that does like all this stuff that's just like shows people actually how basketball works, you know, because he had already put up a thing about it. And it's just like, I mean, it just keep, it's still going. I had to mute it. I don't even know. I go back to it every now and I'm just like, good Lord. You know how to piss people off. Yeah, I, I have an ability. Uh, <laughs> the, the, other thing I the other thing I will mention real quickly is that how about that fight? Oh, how, how about how about let me nice lick your ear? ear? Freaking what a that was a like good lord that guy Tyson Fury is a living monster. Like, did you watch the fight? Did he? Nah, I, I saw the I saw the the call at the end. I'm like, just let, I don't know. Dude, it's too bad for boxing because with the, the UFC just kind of dominating them, it would have been nice to see a knockout. I think you're about to see that change a little bit. It wasn't um, a, it wasn't I don't a, know. It wasn't it was a bad that, okay. fight. It it's wasn't a bad people fight. posting links and saying, watch this fight. And everybody's like, watch this fight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There, When's the last time it was like that for UFC, Mayweather? And UFC anybody? is doing that, but it's over in 10 seconds. That's the problem. That's why you like, have to scope. Right, <laughs> but that—that's the problem. Is that boxing? It still goes a while. I mean, this was a seven. This is a so seven. The undercards. Fight. That's the thing with UFC. You get a bunch of decent fights, and they're Maybe. quick. I mean, I don't know. I—I I think there's room for both of it. It's—it's it's like. I agree. I, I hope they bring box. I love boxing, man. I don't, I'm not a big. I, I, I don't like UFC. I like boxing better, and I've been waiting for it to to make a comeback. But but one we're, of the we're I, of an age that we are old enough that we remember boxing being on network television. Right. You know, it wasn't pay per view. You got to watch like you they would have the pay per view occasionally, and then they'd run it the next day. Right. ESPN and and Fox still would be calling it. And, ESPN yeah, still shows and, boxing, but yeah, definitely. But the thing about the reason that boxing won't ever get back to that, and boxing actually does very well. It just doesn't do well in the ways that we think it does. Boxing is still huge in the gambling world. Boxing, a lot of people are making a lot of money off of boxing. It's just not all one big entity, and every single state has their own governing bodies, and you know, there's only a few people you know that run it. Um, and it's not like you know, if there was if there was like like an NFL of boxing or an NBA, then then it would it would take off. Um, but I just thought it was a fascinating fight. I mean, these are two like monsters. Basically, you have you know uh, Tyson Fury, who's just like a monster, but he's actually a pretty good fighter. And and um, you know, then you got a guy who really is. Not a very good fighter, but has this amazing ability to knock people out. Knock a hater out. Yeah, I mean, he's just got that eraser, you know, of a right hand that that you know can can do damage. And when it was, I was listening, on my, you know, home and then talking to Teddy Atlas, and Teddy Atlas was basically saying that that um, 
you know, Wilder screwed himself because he gained weight. And a lot of people were talking about the the weight difference being so high, but he thinks that because I guess Wilder gained like 20 pounds from the last fight, and he thinks that he screwed himself by gaining that weight because he thinks he looks slow from the get-go. And then, you know, uh, Tyson Fury hit his ear, and his equilibrium was screwed after that. It was done. It was done enough that the corner said no more. Yeah, I mean, that was – I think they made the right call because he was he was hurt. Um, but You went was, down I, on a body punch too. In that. I just don't remember uh, uh, until for quite a while a, a heavyweight fight being that interesting. Um, God, you know, not having that. Much, um, having that the British guy, what was his name? Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. That was probably kind of got everybody going. Well, but you yeah, think, Lewis you go back. I think you got to go back for the casual fan to be some Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, right. That's where you got it. Yeah. I mean, there were some other. Pretty, I, was, I was a big Roy Jones Jr. fan, and when he stepped up to heavyweight to fight Ruiz. Thought that was pretty dope, yeah. but well, like I mean, again, I was a Roy Jones I mean, Jr. fan. I'm super casual when it comes to boxing, so I'm sure people are gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" But I'm saying like that's what Hype. that's what you need. Boxing needs is for the casual fan to stop what they're doing. Yeah, the hype and it yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy it on pay per view. There's a million free streams. So I didn't buy it. You know, you, you, there's a million free streams you can get. Plenty of people bought it. Plenty of people made money. But it was just interesting. I mean, it was interesting. The guy's freaking licking the blood off the other guy's neck. I mean, it's, you know, it was wild. Um, so, you know, interesting. You know, it's uh, the offseason. Fury got in his head early and often. Yeah. I mean, every time Wilder would duck, you notice he kind of did one of these with his head. We'd put him in kind of a little headlock, and then it'd be like, mm-hmm. let him go, and then he'd let him go. And right. I think May, Mayweather McGregor had more of a, an impact on boxing, though. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 you could say what you want, man, but I'm talking about that as far as hype ratings. That was Mayweather was getting good. paid and about, just waiting. I'm talking about okay, everybody wanted to watch. Agreed. Agreed. I think that was very good, but that was not good for boxing because that was no. a bad boxing match. All right, you knew like, who was going to win. I just feel like. Did you watch Canelo Triple G? Yeah, that's I mean, a pretty good fight. Those were some great fights, too. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty good fights. Um, I just feel like that, you know, they're not going to get. Boxing is not going to come back until there's some kind of governing body that unifies the belts, gets people, and gets people to fight. I mean, they have to get these people to fight. Like, you need to set these fights up. They they take so long. They 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 hem and haw. You know, there's so many different people trying to get paid that they never have. There's like a 30 day on this fight. There's a 30 day rematch clause that has to be right. And as you can guarantee, that's coming. I would. Why not? I mean, I know it's a draw and kind of a one-sided fight, but people would watch it again. The first I mean, fight really wasn't a draw. I think Fury right. beat him, but he got a Wilder got a late knockdown. And I mean, you never know if if Wilder doesn't get hit in the ear like that, maybe this fight's different. He, you know, he he might get off a. I mean, he did get knocked down twice, but it was kind of not real knockdown. So I, this is and, why you love the tailgate, right? This is yeah, why, no, this is why heard, we chose the name the tailgate. I heard people talking and saying it wasn't a great fight at all. I didn't, I, I, I didn't I watch it. it. I wasn't trying to pay $80. It was brutally just fists flying. I mean, they didn't really stand toe-to-toe a whole lot. They, but they were just like they Tyson were swinging a lot of, lot of heavy punching. Yeah. And he's just longer, so he'd just beat him with a jab, beat him with a jab, and then 
hitting with an over is just a lot of heavy put on a fights, clinic, all dude. they do is hug and 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 you know kind of push up on each other and then it's like they break apart and it's like, <clears throat> a couple hits and then it's back 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 dance 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 hug you know swing swing that's it's why like, i enjoy watching the smaller guys the last couple of years because of oh the, absolutely it's usually the, that's actually it's usually the better fights but for this i mean you know Wilder got hit with 58 power punches. Like there was hits. <laughs> like he was getting the hit, and and he had some. He had a couple moments where it was like, damn, this guy should be down, but he's actually still coming back. And and the thing about Wilder is, you know, he only needs one. <laughs> like, but he's also got a. I mean, even Teddy Atlas was like, he's not a good fighter. Like, sorry, <laughs> like he's not a boxer. He's just a puncher. And, you know, that was the thing about Tyson. Tyson had both. Tyson, Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? He, yeah, but if you took Tyson past, like, the third. Right, but who did that? Not that many people, right? I mean, not so later. So, right. I don't know. So, anyway, this, you know, a little off topic, but that's what we do. We, we bring it off topic. Bring it um, Exactly. Um, so, that's it, you know? <laughs> Tyson came up, though. There wasn't much going on. Like, he fought, like, an Leon old Spanks. ass, like, wheeled Leon down Spanks, to the... who took the title from Muhammad was... Ali. Hey, you just proved my point. Old ass Leon Spinks and then Larry Holmes. Like, they were like a shell of themselves when Tyson got involved. Yeah, but they were still, fights were still exciting, and he was still exciting. Oh, yeah, if you like knockouts, man. I, I liked Iron Mike back in the day, but I'm just saying it's not like oh, his but that's vision what Wilder's, was... But that's what Wilder's been doing. I mean, he's got he had 41 knockouts. Like, yep. So, you know, I think that's what that's what's cool about boxing is different styles go up against each other and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, people That's why we like football. It's the same reason you like football. It's the same reason right. some people like basketball. Right. Well, I think that's one of the worst things about basketball so, right now is that they're all trying to play the exactly. same style. Like that's why I thought it was, you know, we talked about it is cool that the Rockets are trying a different style, you know, um, cuz that's, you know, you want to see like, you know, you have a signature signature style that goes after it. that's what we do we bring that style you know what i mean and if it doesn't work out you buy 157 pounds of weed and uh <laughs> try to you, you know try yeah that's to, just uh, dumb dude like for your kids man <laughs> Sam, like, shout out to sam hurd um yeah. you know uh, greg robinson currently making why, about, why currently man making a ton of money as an nfl player decided he needed to push some serious weight personally you could, open like, a, you could open a dispensary in a legal area. Yo, it was like, Charlie, yeah, they're saying it was like, a, like, no. like no, $800,000. You move that dope, do you move that dope? dope. Yo. You, don't, you don't even <laughs> get the good stuff in Britain. Well, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just saying. Brit- <laughs> what are we getting that's, into? That's, that ain't good shit. Yeah, just, shout out to that guy. What a fool. Send out um, injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout, shout out to Sam Hurd. Uh, you know, shout out to Pushing Weight. Uh, good, good, uh, good job. You really did something. Like you really uh, need that, like weed money, when you're when you're making millions and millions in the NFL. You know, we talked about this in the chat. It's like, do you think that their livelihoods just kind of follow them? You know, it's like, do you well, really I, escape the person that you always were? I mean, money just makes you it gotta worse. You got to be smarter than that, though, man. I don't you're think it's like, no, you really don't. Man. You can get rich and be a kid and make stupid kid decisions. I don't think it's that simple. I think that I think that around the game and around all sports, there's there's that element, and it's not it's never really that far away. You know, be the uh, guy driving the truck though. 
but this is this is you don't have that's the stupidest part. You don't have, like Uber so, that like, shit. You're gonna get involved in that, but you don't need to be the wheelman yourself. Like, you know. But at the end of the day, that's that the reason you do that is because you don't trust anybody. You know? He wasn't the only NFL. There was an ex NFL player in there with him. Yeah, too, yeah. Who, he was talking who, about who even knows who that was, but. I mean, what a moron. Like, I mean, just, you know. You I mean, they got excited about the new CBA rules and, like, dude, let's, let's go. Yeah, right? They thought the CBD agreement was getting signed. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're anyway. Trying to, trying to deliver it to Gardner. It's ridiculous. And his, it's, it's cannabis. Yeah. The whole shipment was from Minshew's party wagon. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was on the caravan. You're not yeah. Bears quarterback. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, boys. Uh, another episode of a neat tailgate show. Uh, follow us on Twitter, A-A-R-O-N-T-O-R, for myself, Double A, B Quinn 34, for Brian, B Diddy, Quinn, and AirJair54 on Twitter for Jeremy Kramer, a.k.a. The Ginger Unicorn, R.I.P. to the Prince and the Pony. And it's just another episode on the Brawl Network of the tailgate show. The Bears. The Wait. The Battlehawks. The Battlehawks. Oh, don't do that. That's just disrespectful. <laughs> the Check out that XFL, bro. Three.